Welcome to Coaching the Coach. I'm your host, Pete Townley, for the Upstate Performance Project. How's it going, guys? I am in the car, another mobile episode. It's been a while since we've done some of these, but uh, here we are. Now, a couple things I need to address before we jump into today's topic. Um, Something that I've been saying for over a year now, probably a year and a half, you know, we wanted to up the quality of these podcasts and and really get get a, a solid, you know, structure to them. And one of the things that that entails is um, the the equipment. Uh, But as my schedule permits, um, you know, a lot of times I'm doing these podcasts just whenever I can fit them in. So it's whatever equipment I have with me, near me, um, that's readily available that I can go and use right away. Uh, So sometimes the quality is not great. Now... This is something that I want to change. I, I, I want to get back to our schedule times, and uh, we're, we're finally back to that, as I've mentioned. So, um, with the exception of the mobile episodes where I'm doing this while I'm driving, I want to make sure that uh, the quality of each of each podcast uh, does steadily improve. Um, so, I was re- I was re-listening to uh, episode 131, and I heard this crackling the whole time. And I just took me forever to figure out what was going on. And I I ended up just posting it anyways. But I figured it out. It's the microphone scratching against my beard. Which, duh, seems silly. I didn't even think it would pick up that noise. But it did. So I... uh, I think that right there is is my my motivation to say, look, we've got to get back. I've got to get back in the studio with the microphone, with the mixer, uh, and editing and, and all that kind of stuff. It it uh, takes a little longer to produce each episode, but um, I think it'll work. Now, it's not to say that I won't do quick ones like this or or, or on the go ones, mobile ones, or ever again. But uh, I think I think we need to get back in the studio. Anyhow. I basically trying to apologize if, if the sound quality annoyed you uh, on the last one, but uh, there you go. So today, um, taking a little bit of departure from skill breakdown, uh, mainly because I'm in the car and I and I, you know, topics sometimes just come up, and, and something came up today this morning um, before I got on the road. I was just kind of looking through Instagram. And an ad popped up, as they do. And you guys know, these ads, these gurus, these things that are advertised online are really um, kind of a hot-button issue for me. M- mainly because I-, I feel like a lot of them prey on people's, you know, lack of knowledge or, or lack of experience, I should say. Not lack of knowledge, lack of experience. And so they try to sell you things that you they th- you think you might need, but don't realize, excuse me, you can get for free or that you may already know. Relatively common sense, we'll say. And today's ad was,
was definitely not that. It was actually a, a really well put ad um, for their product, um, but it got me thinking. Um, so the ad I saw, I don't remember what training platform it was. It was for. It was it was a template. It was it was a sign up for our free template for this or that. And and the idea is when you sign up for those, basically what they're doing is they're getting your email address, and and it's a way to, for them to then contact you, send you newsletters, which is fine. It may, it may be that be great information that you want to have. And so great, go for it. So I, I'm not knocking that at all. But what they said was, this training is for people who want to start their, their online personal training business. And what I've seen recently, and uh, to back up a, a step, is there's a lot of people who are coming out of school who may have an exercise science degree, who may have been an athlete or have been, you know, into exercise and fitness for many, you know, several years since high school, and may very well be a very good trainer. That may very well be. But they've never actually trained anyone live. And so this this training this this um, template that they were trying to sell was for people that are that have always had a passion for training but aren't certified you know maybe they've helped friends with fitness or they just you know they're 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 highly motivated and you know here's a way to get into online personal training or for reach recent graduates who you know maybe they're just getting ready to graduate they don't have a job yet at a gym like a physical brick and mortar place Here's what you need to know about training people live that will help you train people online. That's kind of the gist of the template, which on the one hand, I think it was a great idea in the sense that they're at least acknowledging that, hey, you know, if you haven't trained people in person, there might be a few things you need to know before you try to start training online. So at least they acknowledge that. However, where I think they missed the mark is I think they should say uh, go out and find some people to train in person even if they're free, even if it's just some friends of yours, you know, if you don't want to start a, a if, you don't, if you can't get a job somewhere or don't want to get a job somewhere uh, and you can't um, you know, uh, afford to open your own gym, you know, train some people in person, go to the gym with a friend and train them uh, make sure your gym allows that or make sure that you're working out too so it's not like your personal training at someone else's personal training studio because that is a big no-no and that happens all the time. Um, but the idea is you want to get used to training someone in person and the only way to do that is by training someone in person. And so let me let me explain why I think this is important because again, I saw this ad and I thought, okay, I like it. I like the the gist of it. Again, they're trying to acknowledge that, you know, if you're going to start an online training business, there's some things you need to know that you would only get uh, by training people in person. But don't worry, we're going to provide you with that information. And I think, my opinion, that's not going to be possible. In other words, they might be able to tell you some things, like I'm getting ready to tell you some things, but what I'm telling you first and foremost is, regardless of what I say, regardless of what anyone else says, you will only find out by doing it uh, in person. That's it. That's it. Now, 
The reason is there are so many variables when it comes to personal training that unless you're right there with the person, you are not going to know how that effort, the intensity um, of the workout goes. They can give you an RPE scale, but we also know RPE scales are relatively subjective. Now, we can get somewhat objective when we're using percentages, right? But still, it's not exact. So the problem is, if I'm training someone online and I write them a program and I say I want them to use, you know, five sets of five at 80%, that should be a pretty hard workout. That might be an eight out of 10 RPE, okay? So I'm expecting that. And they may even say that was an eight out of 10 for me. And I'm like, okay, based on what their max is, that's 80%, the, 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 good, the work was done. And they may have said, I did the exact you know, rest intervals that you asked. Um, well, maybe, and, that, and that, may, that may very well be, but I've had clients that, you know, before I've maxed them out, before I know what their true one rep max is, or, or even a projected one rep max, um, their ability to rate the intensity may not be very accurate. And I'll, I'll tell you a little bit uh, how we can train that, because uh, there is a way to train it safely. Um, but, but one of the best examples, and I've, I've told this story before, but it fits perfectly here. My very, very, very first personal training client, um, Charlie, he, um, former athlete, uh, he was in his 60s. He had all kinds of joint replacements. He got in there. He was given some restrictions from the orthopedic guy that I was, you know, going to follow. And we were dealing with mainly machines, not free weights. Um, that's just what was going to be best for him. So we would work. Every rep seemed, you know, like an impossible feat for him. Grunting, ah, ah, you know, every repetition. And after every workout, you know, he was sweaty. And he was like, whoo, man, you killed me today. And after like the first three, four weeks, I was like, man, I'm this, you know, he's getting a good workout. However, I knew just by, you know, ex well, not experience at that point, but, you know, by what the books had told me and what I knew from my, you know, degrees is that he should be getting stronger by now. We should be upping the weights by now, but it, I hadn't upped the weights because I'd ask him how that feel. Oh man, done. I couldn't do any more. And so I thought, okay, he's just taking a little longer to adapt. So I waited a, you know, another week or so, and, and I'm like, no, we really should be upping the weights on here. And so I just started upping the weights without him noticing, and he would do them just fine, and he would still report the same you know, rate of perceived exertion. And so I realized that you know, his ability to really understand that or rate that effectively was not extremely accurate. So if I was training someone online and I had that, I would have never known because I would not have seen how that person reacts, right? So what do you do? Well, if I'm going to train someone online, since I have trained people in person and I know about these sorts of things, and there's other examples, but that's just one, I can, at that point, set up a way to monitor that. So for example, hey, train a set, uh, train your top end set. You know, when you get to your work weight, not only am I looking for form, 
but I'm also looking at, okay, that should be a struggle for them. And maybe it was easy. Um, maybe, maybe they were really struggling when I thought it should be easy. You know, so maybe we missed, uh, you know, miss and uh, loaded the weight. So the the thought is, you wouldn't even know to ask those questions or look at that kind of stuff if you've never worked with someone in person. So although I love the idea of training online, and I, and and Chelsea and I are trying to move to doing more online personal training. The, the, the trick is, or I think the key is, to be a, an effective online trainer, you have to have trained people in person, or at least be doing it at the same time. Now that's a lot harder, and that's not what people necessarily want to do. They, they like the online for the freedom and the remote capabilities so they can train people wherever they, they are physically, and I like that, and that's exactly why we want to do it. So again, I love the idea of online personal training, but I think if you're a young trainer looking to get into online training, and maybe you're getting ready to graduate, and you're like, look, I just want to be an online trainer. I don't want to work in a gym. I don't want to go to a, uh, a big box gym and be a personal trainer, and I don't want to go to a studio and hustle for clients You know, the, the old-fashioned way. I don't want to do that. I want to train people online. Okay, that's great. And I, and I think more power to you, and I hope you do it. But what I'm saying is, you will be a better online personal trainer if you find a way to train a few people in person. You'll get to know what those weights should feel like, how it, how they should be responding, what they should, what kind of cues you should be looking for to know that the load assignment you gave them is accurate, and so on and so forth. And there's a lot of other things too. You know, a lot of uh, like recovery things. So for example, I, I can write out a month's worth of, of programming or a week's worth. Uh, I, I used to do it by month. I, I like to do it week by week now uh, and adjust with my online clients. But uh, the thought is if I write out a week's worth of programming and even if I have a questionnaire in there that's you know kind of like pre-workout assessment, like a, how are you feeling today? How are you doing this? I need to have questions built in there to, to let them know that if they answer a certain way, again, if they're not checking in with me, they just wake up and in the system it says, are you feeling good today? Rate this on a scale of one to 10. If their score comes out too low, then, then I need to have an alternative plan for them that day, right? Because if they were to come into me live, I, I might ask them those questions, but I'll also see how they're handling it. I have a gentleman that comes in five in the morning and he works his butt off. And every time we set goals, he hits his goals. But there are times because it's five in the morning and maybe the sleep wasn't good. Maybe the the dog was barking or the kids kept him up late or whatever. And he comes in and he's just not feeling it, you know, for five in the morning. So that's not the time to max out or that's not the time to really push it hard. And I need to adjust what we do. But I know that because I can physically see, even if he feels fine or even if he says he's fine, I can see how he's going, right? So I know that if I'm training someone online, what questions I need to be asking to make sure that I help train them appropriately. Because you're not gonna see them. You're not gonna know those things. And just by a quick little survey, they may not answer it or they may answer it fine or they, they may say, Oh, well, it says to modify it if I'm feeling tired. Nah, I'll be fine and I'll get through it. But if you have a questionnaire or kind of a pre-workout screen that that you're asking daily, uh, you 
at least be able to know that you've given them the right information or you've asked the right questions and so that they can proceed even without you they can proceed the right way and a lot of that has to do with their ability to understand intensity so as i mentioned how do we effectively get them to understand that if they've never really pushed themselves well i have a few ideas or a few things that i like to do so when we obviously we can't max test someone day one or we shouldn't now if they've been a a, a, a long time lifter and a long time you know uh they're very experienced their training age is high they're just coming to you they did they left their old trainer or maybe they moved so they're they're very very comfortable they've been working out they're just new to you and maybe so maybe you could test them you know if you wanted to but uh generally you know if someone is not used to working out at a certain intensity or they don't know how to do that or they're scared to do that a lot of times we get clients that are scared to push themselves to be underneath a barbell or dumbbells when it's you know a heavy weight so how can we get them used to that safely and not actually be inappropriate with it with whatever we're doing well, one of the best ways to do it is the the thigh lift um thigh lift has a lot of a lot of training benefits um it's basically an extremely high rack pull so it's about mid thigh with the bar um in a deadlift in a cage and the lifter simply assumes their deadlift position and then locks it out from that position but then holds it and generally speaking you can do more weight there than you could pulling off the floor so they get an understanding of what a super maximal or, or maybe just a maximal weight should feel like. So let's say you've been working with someone for uh, a few weeks and you've been asking them, so how does that weight feel? Like on a scale of one to 10. And they're like, oh, it's like a seven. Okay. So if you're thinking, okay, that's maybe about a seven uh, for that rep range. I could get a predicted maximum out of that. So you put that maximum on the bar. And you say, okay, if that was a seven, then this is what 100% would feel like at the top end. And they get an idea of, oh my gosh, that's really heavy. Or you could throw a super maximal weight. So they really feel this is what extreme intensity feels like. But they're inside a cage. All they have to do is let go of the bar if, it, if it's too heavy. They're not gonna get hurt, right? This is a very safe way to have them experience a super maximal or at least a maximal amount of weight um, without any increased risk of injury. And so, again, it's not for everybody. It's not. I'm not gonna use that on every single person that comes in, but the idea is if I have an online training client and I'm trying to get them to understand this, and I don't have them in person that I can physically see how they're uh, you know, taking the weight, um, I can prescribe this lift and have them reasonably do it safely without me worrying about them getting hurt, but then they can feel what that intensity feels like. Then you say, okay, that was a, a predicted 100% lift. So based on how that felt, how did your workout feel today? And if they say, oh, well, then my workout was like a six. Okay, if I was thinking that should have been like a seven, then I know I can increase the load next time, so on and so forth. 
So again, these are things that you wouldn't be able to do unless you've trained someone in person, seen them, and then gotten them to understand what that intensity is really like. So again, this is not to bash the the, the ad I saw earlier today. I, I think their, their, their heart's in the right place, but in their mind, they're still trying to sell a template to get you started training without ever having trained someone in person. And I just, it is possible, and there's plenty of examples out there, but just because you're able to do it doesn't mean you're gonna be good at it, or doesn't mean you're going to be you know, sustainable with that, or stand out above the rest. And I think the best online personal trainers are those that have trained people in person, which is most everybody, but there are quite a, quite a few people, especially in the you know influencer world, that are selling programs, that are selling training programs and giving you some ideas of what exercises would look like based on their videos, but they have never sat there with someone and counted the reps and gotten someone through an exercise training regimen in person. All right, quick one today. That's all I wanted to say. I probably will be back on for some more mobile episodes uh, while I'm on my trip back. Hopefully this one helped.